Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now, this is the drive at 5. 30 minutes of non-stop talk with Rich Zioli. Is there going to be a hostage deal with Hamas? How much money is Ukraine going to get? And is Biden mentally competent or not? The White House keeps giving mixed messages. What's going on here? As now people are realizing what we've already known. Biden is hiding his own Easter eggs. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here today. 855-839-1210. And on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. So Biden had the King of Jordan today uh, with him. And they had a they had a meeting. And what's interesting about that is, you know, we talked about Michelle Obama earlier, and I told you, and I've been saying, and I don't think I'm the only one saying it, that we really think Barack Obama is actually still calling the shots. He's still running the place. I mean, Biden's foreign policy is Barack Obama's foreign policy. I mean, especially when it concerns uh, Iran, especially when it concerns his obvious disdain policy-wise for Israel, you know, forgetting his remarks. And... Now we can kind of confirm a little bit of what we've been saying, because it turns out that Barack Obama is, like I told you, around a lot. So for people that don't want anything to do with politics, like David Axelrod said, for people that have had it, they're fed up and they don't want anything to do with it. It's funny how that guy keeps showing up everywhere. Take a listen. Let me start by welcoming his majesty, the King of Jordan. He's been a good friend. Abdul, welcome back to the White House, man. Welcome back. And by the way, Barack's looking at you in the corner over there. And by the way, Barack's looking at you at the corner over there. Barack, as in Barack Obama, as in Barack Hussein Obama, the former president of the United States of America. Just hanging out. Just hanging out. You know, no big deal. No big thing. Just hanging out of the White House. This is Biden now talking about the hostages and um, what could potentially be occurring. Take a listen. Not only do we pray for peace, we're actively working for peace security and dignity for both the Palestinian people and the Israeli people. And I'm working on this day and night with the king and others in the region to find the means to bring all these hostages home, to ease the humanitarian crisis and to end the terror threat and to bring peace to Gaza and Israel, enduring peace with the two-state solution for two peoples. As the King and I discussed today, the United States is working on a hostage deal between Israel and Hamas. 
which would bring an immediate and sustained period of calm to Gaza for at least six weeks, which we could then take the time to build something more enduring. Over the past month, I've had calls with Prime Minister Netanyahu, as well as the leaders of Egypt and Qatar, to push this forward. The key element of the deals are on the table. There are gaps that remain, but I've encouraged Israeli leaders to keep working to achieve the deal. The United States will do everything possible to make it happen. We'll see if we'll see if it actually happens. But um, Senator Rand Paul, a few moments ago on the uh, on the Senate floor, just came out and said, "Pop the champagne corks, because eighty billion dollars of your money." is now going to Kiev. Senator Rand Paul just said that a few moments ago. So you really can see now where this race is going here when it comes to Ukraine. And I told you that J.D. Vance, and I'll get into a little bit more detail on this, but he has put out a memo to his colleagues saying, listen, within this Ukraine funding bill is a poison pill that could lead to Trump's next impeachment. All right. Could lead to Trump's next impeachment. I also played for you the comments of Donald Trump earlier when he talked about NATO and said, if you don't pay, don't ask us to protect you. And a little bit of information on this when it comes to NATO. And thank you, Matt DeSantis, for sending this my way. There's a little, some, some interesting facts for you on this whole issue of when it comes to country, com, uh, countries that pay. Only 11 of the NATO members pay. There's 31 NATO countries. Only 11 of them actually pay. That means that 20 of them don't pay. And it's 2% they're supposed to pay. Now, the left is also melting down over the idea that Trump's going to leave NATO. All right. Just leave NATO, destroy America's relationship with Europe. But last year, Congress included an amendment which was offered by Tim Kaine of Virginia and Marco Rubio of Florida. It's a bipartisan amendment that requires the advice and consent of the Senate or an act of Congress before any president could suspend, terminate or withdraw U.S. membership in NATO. The language sets a high threshold. Two thirds of all senators to approve a withdrawal. And it bars any funding from being used to support such a move by any government official. It became law when Biden signed the fiscal year 2024 National Defense Authorization Act late December. So in other words, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And it's, again, one of those media myths. But this is Nikki Haley. This is this this election choice is coming down to. And I don't think it's really a choice because I think Trump's blowing her out of the water. But it really is coming down to Ukraine. There's no question around about it. Nikki is all in on Ukraine. And she said so over the weekend. She was on with Margaret Brennan. So again, you know, if you are a Republican who wants to see your money go to Ukraine, if you think this is where the party still needs to be, if you think this is where your money should go, well, then, you know, there's your choice right here. Cut number five. He did talk about the border. In fact, he encouraged Republicans to kill the bipartisan deal that was brokered. Um, And last night, he was also talking about at this very critical moment for Ukraine, when the Senate is this weekend debating military aid, he came out and criticized the nearly $100 billion aid package. Given what you know, would you encourage Republican lawmakers now to back this nearly $100 billion security supplemental? 
Well, the first thing I'll say is, you know, I think that Biden and Congress have done a poor job telling Americans why they should care about Ukraine. And so you can't blame the American people if they say, why are we doing this? The way we need to look at it is I don't think we should give any country straight up cash because you can't follow That's it. That's not can't what this hold is. It accountable. But I do think we should support Ukraine and I do think we should give them the equipment and ammunition to win. Because listen to Putin's own words. He said once he takes Ukraine, Poland and the Baltics are next. Those are NATO countries and that puts America at war. This is about preventing war. That's the important reason why we have to support Ukraine. There you go. She also responded to Trump's NATO comments. And again, if you forgot what Trump said, I'll replay it for you. Just to refresh your memory if you're just joining us. And I don't think I don't think this is that controversial. NATO members have an obligation to pay. They're not paying. And the question is, should the United States have to step in and once again pick up the tab for all these other countries around the world? It's just a very fundamental basic question here. It's not like the countries don't have the money. They have the money. They're just not paying it. Cut number three. They asked me that question. One of the presidents of a big country stood up and said, well, sir, uh, if we don't pay and we're attacked by Russia, will you protect us? I said, you didn't pay? You're delinquent? He said, yes, let's say that happened. No, I would not protect you. In fact, I would encourage them to do whatever the hell they want. You got to pay. You got to pay your bills. No, I don't think he'd really encourage them to do whatever the hell they want. I don't, I don't think he really means that when he says that. Trump says a lot of hyperbole, but the point is you got to pay your bills. Haley responded to that again. Here's your choice. This is the choice in the Republican primary. It's very, very clear. Uh, cut four. And last night, Trump said the most irresponsible thing. He said, any country in NATO that doesn't pay their fair share, I'm going to encourage Russia to go in and make them. Let me tell you something. I dealt with Russia every single day at the United Nations. Putin kills his opponents. He invades free countries. This is not someone you ever want to pal around with. And you certainly don't want to give them the right to invade a friend. I am all for making NATO pay their fair share. But the reason that that has been the most successful organization in 75 years is because Russia's never invaded a NATO country. They know that together we're united. And they're not going to invade a NATO country. Some of the notable countries that are not paying their 2% of their annual GDP, which is required to be a NATO member, France. Well, you know, they're having a tough time over there in France. Not enough people buying croissants, apparently. The Netherlands, Norway, Denmark, Germany, Italy. Now, I'll defend the Italians for a moment. Because quite frankly, you know, the Italians flip-flop all the time with their loyalties, so you never know. Canada. That's right. Little Justin's not paying his fair share. Turkey. Spain. So you see, you would think to yourself, why are these countries not paying? It's because they know that the United States of America isn't really serious about it. That's the bottom line. And I don't think there's anything wrong with saying these countries, you, you got to pay your money. You got you to pay. I don't think there's, I don't know why that's controversial. But again, we have a mindset here, which is the United States of America has to be the world's police. And the United States of America has to be the world's bank account, too, when it comes to these things. Vladimir Putin, even if he wins and conquers Ukraine, and that's it. He's not going further than that. This is a lie that's being told over and over again. But my question is this. If Europe is so worried about that, 
Several of those countries I just read you are European countries. Why are they not paying their, their NATO dues? And if they're so worried about this, why is Europe not doing more to step up and stop Russia? Why did this become a United States issue? And the reason why it becomes that is because of NATO. But my point is, if all these NATO countries are really worried about this, why aren't they doing more about it? Now, the Wall Street Journal had a piece about this. You know, Donald Trump and NATO deterrence. His latest comments about the alliance will please Vladimir Putin. Now, the Wall Street Journal editorial board gets this stuff wrong a lot, in my opinion. I'm not surprised by this. But the, the point of the matter is, is, you know, they're all in on funding Ukraine. They're all in on this. They're all in on, on seeing more money go to Ukraine, and they want to see that happen. And where is the debate that's happening about the United States of America and Ukraine among the American people. Why, where, where, is the, where is the resolution by Congress authorizing this? We're just passing supplemental spending bills. That's all we're doing. We're not even, we're not even having Congress have a debate about does the United States of America need to stop? Because if, if that's the case, I'm, I'll, I'll make this point. If it's so crucial that we stop Putin now before he wins in Ukraine— because he's going to take over Europe and we're going to be at war with him. Don't you think that that is something that we should be debating, that the United States Congress should be debating and there should be some sort of a resolution passed? There should be some sort of of, a, of an actual official position taken by the United States Congress on this matter so that the American people can know what the point is, what the direction is, what's happening? Because Otherwise, I think it's just hyperbole. I think it's all nonsensical hyperbole just to try to get Ukraine the money. If, we're, if, if we are really believing that, that Vladimir Putin is going to go through Ukraine and then roll into Poland and then take over all of Europe, and Europe doesn't seem to be that worried about this, where's the debate in Congress authorizing the United States of America to do whatever it takes to stop Vladimir Putin and to make sure that Ukraine wins? I haven't, I haven't seen that resolution even de- debated of you. No, we're just once again sending money over there under the guise of, well, we have to send the money because otherwise Putin's going to take over the world and we'll be fighting him. That's the case, then maybe the United States should be doing everything it possibly can to make sure that Russia loses, right? I mean, isn't that what you would, the conclusion you would draw if it's that serious? But then maybe it's not that serious and maybe it's just a talking point to just basically now turn around and get everybody to give them the money. Which is what I'm starting to think this is, well, not starting to think, what I've known this has all been about. The threat and this idea that at one point Putin's going to take over the world. And ask yourself, France is not paying their NATO fair share, but France is buying Vladimir Putin's natural gas. So explain that to me. Why would they keep making the guy richer if they're so worried he's going to come in and roll through the streets of, uh, of Paris in the Champs de Elysees, huh? Huh? Now, I have another point, too, to make, and that is about artificial intelligence. The um, move is happening where AI is starting to threaten white-collar jobs. And I'll get into that with you as well, too. White-collar jobs, not just blue-collar jobs. Everybody hears about the blue-collar jobs, the assembly lines and everything like this. But it turns out the white-collar jobs might also be threatened. The big story of the hour brought to you by Dr. Mike Venaria. VenariaDental.com, V-A-N-A-R-I-A, VenariaDental.com. Go see him today for your perfect smile, the smile that you deserve from my dentist and my friend, Dr. Mike Venaria. Now, the United States Supreme Court is going to come out, I think, very soon and rule that Colorado is out of its freaking mind trying to keep Trump off the ballot. Here is the Democrat Colorado Secretary of State, Jenna Griswold, who believes that it would be, and this is an interesting choice of words, suppressive 
if Trump is allowed to be on the ballot. Think about this now. Suppressive. Even Judge Justice Ketanji Brown Jackson pointed out the ambiguity in the 14th Amendment, Section 3, because it does not list the word president. And says if there's any ambiguity, don't we have to don't we have to err on the side of democracy and give the people the choice here? That's liberal justice Ketanji Brown Jackson who said that in the oral arguments last week. But the Democrat Colorado Secretary of State doesn't see it that way. She thinks putting him on the ballot, allowing people to make a choice, allowing democracy to do its thing, would be, in her words, suppressive. Take a listen. States like Colorado believe that it is confusing and potentially suppressive to put a candidate on a ballot who cannot assume office. That's why, just like that non-natural-born citizen, uh, we kept Donald Trump off because he is disqualified, in, in, from our perspective, under the Constitution for being an oath-breaking insurrectionist. So, now, what did you know, Matt DeSantis? You just pointed out an observation about Jenna Griswold as you watch the video and we played the audio. <laughs> she never blinks ever. She doesn't blink. Now, every clip that we ever pull of her, she's she's just like dead behind the eyes. It's creepy. Maybe she's artificial intelligence. Is it possible? <laughs> I could definitely see that. Doesn't blink, huh? She's still living in denial, too. Even after oral arguments, um, the Supreme Court oral argument, she was saying that you couldn't judge whether or not they were going to rule for or against Colorado. She's just weird. Yeah, you you couldn't judge that even though all the liberal justices, (laughs) with the exception of the cranky one, were all basically saying the same things that, that the conservative justices were saying. But yeah, how can you interpret that in any way, shape, or form, right? Yeah, exactly. Now, I brought up Rihanna before and I made a mistake. I said I thought the nipple, the nipple malfunction was Rihanna, was actually Janet Jackson. Turns out Biden brought up Rihanna today at the White House as well as he confused the queen of Jordan's name. Take a listen. He's been a good friend. Abdul, welcome back to the White House, man. Welcome back. And by the way, Barack's looking at you in the corner over there. Along with Queen Rihanna, who is uh, meeting with Jill now, and the Queen and the Crown Prince Hussein. Where is the Prince out there? I thought he was coming out. At any rate. <laughs> so it's, it's Queen Rihanna. I mean, she is the Queen. She is the Queen. No not question a, about it. Not a Jordan, though. Yeah. Biden's got Rihanna on the brain. Just saying. <laughs> Queen Rihanna. Where's the crown prince? Is he around here? Huh? Uh, 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 well, whatever. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, it's just... Uh, she's beautiful, by the way. The queen of Jordan. Gorgeous. Qu- queen Rihanna? Queen... Queen... Uh, I think her name is Rania? Yeah. Renea? Renea? Is that how you say it? Renea? I think it's Renea. I know it's not Rihanna, though. It's not- that I know. <laughs> she's 53. She is a beautiful princess or queen. She's queen. She's queen. And um, she went to, let's see, where'd she go? She's only five foot six. That's actually pretty tall. Oh, she is good looking. I just looked her up. Yeah. I mean, she's definitely better looking than her husband, but he's the king. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, she, you know. Yeah, the King of Jordan did well for himself. He, the King he of Jordan outkicked his, outkicked his coverage. No question about oh, yeah. it. Am I right? He's not a good-looking guy. I, I wouldn't be surprised for Biden to say something that inappropriate to him either. You know, <laughs> I really wouldn't. Where's that Queen Rihanna? I'll tell you what, I don't know how you got that. 
<laughs> Must be because you're the king, am I right? Huh? <laughs> Must be nice. To be. It's good to be the king, as Mel Brooks said. It's good to be the king. Now, uh, is it possible that she's a Scientologist? Apparently, I'm told now that uh, suppressive is part of their language. When they don't like somebody, they are considered a suppressive person. I don't know. Matt, well, Matt DeSantis, you've been accused of being a Scientologist before because Tom yeah, Cruise follows you on you. Twitter. Do you want to ask him? I don't, I don't. You're the one who accused me of being a Scientologist. Not me. No. <laughs> it was you. It's not me. <laughs> Now, it was technically Michael Pelka who convinced oh. you. That was, that was actually his accusation. Well, unfortunately, uh, for the sake of this conversation, I, I, yeah, I don't know anything about Scientology, so I can't contribute. So, you know, um, artificial intelligence is coming for basically a lot of our jobs. Not our jobs, because this show, the, uh, the, the Zioli show, has won for two years in a row now. We won our second Pennsylvania Association of Broadcasters Outstanding Afternoon talk show so that with it's two years in a row we got a pab as they say a pab uh second year in a row so our jobs are fine however the list of white collar layoffs is growing because of artificial intelligence and a lot of this now is happening in sectors that people once thought were totally uh immune from this but ai is taking a reach into everything and there's a big middle management collapse now because ai can do a lot of those jobs too so let me ask you this question now as we people are starting to annoy me walking around with these headsets. I know we talked about this last week. These Apple headset things and they're walking around. The Vision Pros. The Vision Pro. Yeah, these people are they living I mean they, I'm worried I'm worried about the future. I'm worried about people are just going to stop talking to each other. You know what I mean? No, they're yeah. not going to have conversations anymore. I, I agree. I, I think if the vision pros become what they're supposed to be, I think social interactions, actual like person to person, human to human contact, it's going to dwindle away to nothing. I mean, you think about it, like text messaging changed the way we communicate with one another. You probably don't make as many phone calls as you used to. You just send a text message. So if the vision pros end up being as big as Apple believes they are, um, I would imagine that pretty much everyone's going to end up working from home and no one's going to be communicating with anyone in person, which is kind of depressing. See, my son likes to play Minecraft with his cousin. They play on the Nintendo Switch and they FaceTime each other so they can see each other, which I'm glad they're doing. At, next week, he has a sleepover planned with one of his buddies. And, you know, my wife said, well, he's just going to be they're just going to be playing the Switch the whole time. I said, yeah, but at least they'll be in person together. When I was a kid, we would play Nintendo or whatever, but we would all hang out together and do it at somebody's house. And what I'm see, I'm worried that it's going to get to a point now where people, younger people, will not know literally how to have a conversation with somebody. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, the scenario that you just laid out, you're still playing video games, or sorry, you're playing video games, but you're still socializing. It would be no different than if you had a bunch of people over to watch a football game. You're communicating with one another in person. But um, yeah, to, to your point, that that's dwindling because now people just play virtually and communicate over a headset yeah exactly and that's that's what that's what um concerns me is that they'll lose their ability to actually have human conversations uh let me do my social media check-in by cherry hovavo carrie nelson says rich that trump clip about nato was cut off he's telling a story and at the end of the story he said that the country's paid up right away when he said that to them 
Yeah, I'm sorry, Carrie. That's that's true. I I thought that was implied, but yeah, that's that's exactly right. They have to they got to pay, and that's that. Uh, some as it ZX, the controversial part is Trump encouraging Russia to attack. Trump did not encourage Russia to attack. That's media spin. Sorry about that. Uh, let's see. Um, Paul DiBartolo thinks Jenna Griswold might be artificial intelligence, but he says I think not. Maybe artificial stupidity. It's <laughs> a good point. Good point. <laughs> that check-in is brought to you by our friends, Cherry Hill Vavo on Route 70 and Cherry Hill. Go see them today because relationships really do matter. Artificial stupidity. Yeah, if we have artificial intelligence, we probably do need artificial stupidity, don't you think? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Someone should work on that. Just a, just a dumbed-down version of AI? No, just make it stupid. Not even dumbed down, just make it stupid. What would be the net benefit? I don't know. Just counteract. Feel better about yourself. So people can keep their jobs? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Make make a dumb, dumb AI that, uh, yeah, keeps the uh, the smart AI away from our jobs. Well, how about we have this? um, If we get rid of artificial intelligence, we don't have to worry about headlines like this. This is an actual headline from the Washington Post. Ready? I'm going to read this. Okay. Attacks in the metaverse are booming. Police are starting to pay attention. But a growing cohort of activists is urging police forces to grapple with sexual attacks in virtual reality, but prosecuting digital abuse could be tricky. Oh my. Where avatars are touching each other's other avatars um, inappropriately. And by doing so, the physical body is responding. This is a pair. Let me read. Just I'll, I'll read this to you. This is what I mean about the, the the world is ending, and I think we just giant meteor come crash down now and end it. Though the attack took place in virtual reality, this woman was surprised to feel her heart racing in her chest. Three male figures surrounded her avatar in Horizon venues. It's a virtual live events program created by Meta. They touched her avatar's boobies and pressed their torsos rhythmically against her telling her that she wanted it. A fourth took photos of the incident in the app. My physical body was responding, said the woman. And she said, I was very uncomfortable. Fight or flight mode kicked in. As virtual reality programs are booming, so are reports of attacks, harassment, and sexual assaults. Some activists argue these incidents should be treated as serious, even criminal acts. And authorities are starting to pay attention. There's a grant from the United States Department of Justice called the Zero Abuse Project to hold workshops to explain the metaverse and its dangers to state and local police. How can these things be real if it's in the metaverse? If you're having an issue, don't you just unplug it? Yeah, like I, I always when I whenever I hear something like this, I always think back to a, a tweet that Tyler, the creator, sent out years ago, probably like 15 years ago, just saying, how is cyberbullying real? Just close your eyes. Like in this, at this point, just get, yeah, sign off, go away, just log out. Yeah. Right. If you can't handle it, why would you continue to, you know, expose yourself to that? I, I don't get it. And, and by the way, there are a bunch of crimes that take place in virtual reality. People kill, uh, you know, avatars all the time, but you wouldn't suggest that the might be part of a game. Yeah. The well, that's what go to Aya Gruber, Aya Gruber, no relation to Hans Gruber, I don't think, <laughs> a law professor at the University of Southern California said he quote he said people kill each other all the time in video games but we don't call them murderers and he studied rape laws and he called jail a blunt tool for addressing online behavior there he's urging caution in declaring these real crimes and others say the situation is urgent and demands immediate protocols 
Now, I mean, we're dealing with kids. It's one thing, but um, you you have you, you if if an adult using an avatar goes to a thirteen year old kid and starts trying to make sexual advances at that kid, obviously that's a crime. I'm not I'm not suggesting that's not, but I think what we're talking about here are, are adults. And whether or not a guy goes up to a woman in virtual reality, you know that guy's a nerd. I mean, he's sitting at home in his basement anyway, and he's probably never talked to a woman in his entire life. And he goes up there and starts harassing her. What What do you want to happen? Like the cops to come in and break down his door and charge him with something? But this guy, John Bandler... He says, while victims might suffer profound emotional impacts, it's unlikely that law enforcement and courts will interpret these experiences similarly. Most legal definitions of rape require a physical sexual assault to have occurred in order for prosecutors to pursue a case. It's not a rape as defined by criminal law. It's it's not an act in the physical world. So they're talking about making a new set of crimes here. Where if your avatar, that's, you know, when you put on these headsets and your little avatar goes in there, if your avatar goes up and starts harassing somebody, that you should in the physical world go to physical prison over that. I mean, that's insane. That's crazy. That's nuts is what that is. Yeah, that's stupid. It's also sort of insane to compare something that happens in a video game to a woman that has actually experienced sexual assault in real life. Yeah, race rape is what Goldberg would call it. These comparisons are, are just ludicrous. Completely ludicrous. And now we're going to have all kinds of new laws, another division of the Department of Justice, and another reason for the government to come in and kick your door down, basically. That's how I'm interpreting this. Also, I would imagine that if this is a problem and people aren't enjoying the experience because of these interactions, Meta has um, all the incentives they need to like somehow figure out a way to cut this out i assume they'll fix the problem on their own otherwise nobody's gonna actually log in and play their stupid video game right i would think yeah i mean if it's or maybe some people and i i I, i'm gonna be choose my words carefully here but maybe some people like the idea of having a side of themselves in their virtual world it's not in their real world you know what i mean Maybe they maybe they like the idea of, of that and they want to go there because they want to try to, you know, it's easier to be a dominatrix in the virtual world than the real world because you got to buy whips and all that stuff's expensive. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not a video game expert. I rarely play. But aren't most games violent? They're not most, but a pretty substantial chunk of them. Popular yeah. ones, yeah. Yeah. So that's it. You'll you'll be charged with murder next. Basically, it's just going to be another way for people to go to prison. I'm just looking at the prison industrial complex has to eat. Artificial intelligence is, if it's going to turn criminals into the artificial world, we'll just, you know, maybe build artificial jails for them or something. All right. uh, Listen, I have uh, a lot more to get to, including Trump filing an emergency appeal before the United States Supreme Court. The drums are out. They want Biden gone. But how do they get him out of the race? That's the question. And then who would step in? That's the other question. But I want to tell you about my friends at Cherry Hill Volvo, because I'm so happy with our great partnership we have with Cherry Hill Volvo on Route 70 in Cherry Hill. You got to go see them. You'll love the treatment you get there. And you're going to love the amazing incentives they have for you. Because that's the thing at Cherry Hill Volvo. It is about taking great care of you and making sure that you have the incentives to get you the absolute best deal on that beautiful Volvo. Now, here's a question for you. What would you think about driving a beautiful S60? These are beautiful sedans. They're courtesy vehicles with less than uh, less than 5,000 miles on them. So that's basically brand new, as far as I can tell. 
and they're less than $29,000. And these are beautifully, impeccably maintained cars. They use these S60 courtesy cars. You know, if somebody needs a loaner car or if they need to bring someone to the dealership, and you can you can have one for $29,000 with less than 5,000 miles on that. That's great. There's so many incentives available at Cherry Hill Volvo because they're doing a big renovation of their dealership, and they have to make room for all the construction equipment. Another reason you're going to love Cherry Hill Volvo is the fact that well, I was going to say another reason why you're going to love the S-Class is that all of the S-Class is made at their plant in South Carolina. That's right. So we're talking about American jobs and American-built cars. It's a beautiful thing. But whether it's the S-Class or whether it is a beautiful SUV nice and safe in all the winter roads with plenty of cargo room, like the XC90 that Bridget drives with that third row, which is so incredibly helpful to get the kids around. Cherry Hill Volvo on Route 70 in Cherry Hill will take great care of you. Judith, Yosef, and the entire team would love to see you. Minutes over the bridge. And, and, and don't forget, of all the Volvo dealerships out there, they're the ones that stand with us at Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. That's right. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We broadcast live from the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The Zioli Show. On your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. That is the Queen of Jordan, Rihanna. Uh, Donald Trump just uh, put out a statement on his Truth Social account. He's got this uh, sent over by his campaign a minute ago, actually. Uh, this is what he wrote. I made NATO strong, and even the rhinos and radical left Democrats admit that. When I told the 20 countries that weren't paying their fair share that they had to pay up 
and said without doing so, you will not have U.S. military protection, the money came rolling in. And so many years of the United States picking up the tab, it was a beautiful sight to see. But now, without me there to say, you must pay, they are at it again. We are into helping Ukraine for more than $100 billion more than NATO. We have nobody that they respect, and they insist on paying far less than, than we do. Wrong. NATO has to equalize. And now they will do that if properly asked. If not, America first. Make America great again, he just came out and said. He also issued an uh, emergency appeal to the Supreme Court. That happened as we got on the air today. But before I get to that, I started the show. We took a little bit of the press conference from the shooting at Joel Osteen's church. Uh, the, the shooter uh, is a biological woman. And uses, I, I guess, male pronouns sometimes and sometimes dresses as a man. And I'm not sure, but transgender. And this clip from the police explaining how they had to go through the process of figuring out that the shooter is a woman is very confusing and tells you exactly why you listen to this and you go, I, I mean, we have to make sure, I guess, we're politically correct and use the right pronouns because we wouldn't want to offend anybody here as we're talking about the shooter. Take a listen. So she has utilized both male and female names, but through all of our investigation to this point, talking with individuals, interviews, documents, Houston Police Department reports, she has been identified this entire time as female, she, her, and so uh, we are identifying her as Genesee Moreno, Hispanic female. Thank God we got that right. Uh, two lower courts have rejected Trump's immunity claim in which his lawyers asserted that exposing him to criminal trial would force future presidents to worry about prosecution for their official actions, hamstringing their resolve to take bold measures in the public interest. Former President Trump has become citizen Trump, the court said, with all the defenses of any other criminal defendant. That was a three-judge panel of the U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia. The panel gave Trump a Monday deadline to seek Supreme Court intervention, which he has done today. Trump's latest appeal comes in the federal case brought in August by special counsel Jack Smith, who accused the former president of engaging in a conspiracy to subvert the 2020 election results that culminated in the January 6, 2021 attack on the Capitol. I'm reading this from the Wall Street Journal. And I think that that is incredibly biased as they write that. But that is what, well, I, maybe I shouldn't say it's biased in how they write it. They, they really should make it clear that's the accusation that Jack Smith is arguing here in accusing the former president of engaging in a conspiracy to subvert the 2020 election results that culminated in the January 6, 2021 attack on the Capitol. It is one of four cases in which Trump is facing felony charges, including a separate federal case Smith filed in Florida, alleging the former president unlawfully kept and concealed sensitive government records after leaving office. Now, remember, Joe Biden did the same thing. But Joe Biden is not competent to stand trial. He's not mentally fit to stand trial, so no charges against Joe Biden. Because he's an elderly man who hides his own Easter eggs, therefore no charges against him. But since Trump is competent to stand trial then charges against Trump. When actually, there's another point about this whole thing, and that has to do with the link between these classified documents and Ukraine and the timeline here. 
You see, as everybody's talking about the fact that they're not charging Biden because he's a he's a he's an elderly man with a bad memory. What they're also covering up is the fact that these classified documents were very relevant during the time that Hunter Biden was doing business in Ukraine. Remember, we speculated on this. I think it was about a year ago. Hunter had a conversation with some of his cronies in Ukraine, and he gave them a a, a, a briefing on 21 points of Ukraine foreign policy that everyone concluded that a crackhead idiot like Hunter could never come up with on his own. Well, it's pretty much been confirmed now that that was part of the classified documents, that when Biden was preparing to go to Ukraine to meet with then-President Poroshenko, that they gave him this briefing, this security briefing. Hunter got access to that document and then used it to up his, his worth to his client, Ukraine. In addition to that, there was a briefing on Ukraine with energy. There was a briefing on Ukraine vis-a-vis Russia. And all these things were in the classified documents. And the timeline works in a way where Hunter Biden was on the board of Burisma, joins the board. These classified documents are there. Joe Biden goes to Ukraine and then talks about getting the prosecutor, Victor Shokin, fired. The timeline's right there. I mean, this is is a big cover-up. But like I told you, two things can be true at the same time. One, they're covering up for the fact that Joe Biden engaged in corruption. I think they're doing that on purpose because they want to use that as leverage to get him out of the race if they need to. But the second is by saying that he is an elderly man with a bad memory, they're confirming what everybody knows, which is, of course, that, yes, Joe Biden has lost his freaking mind. He's lost his marbles. He ain't playing with a full deck. You know it, and I know it. Back to the story here. Uh, Trump's latest gambit comes days after the Republican president frontrunner found a receptive audience at the Supreme Court on his appeal of a Colorado decision that struck him from the state's presidential ballot. The state's high court had ruled Trump ineligible under a constitutional provision forbidding individuals who engage in insurrection from holding public office. The Colorado court found the January 6th Capitol attack by a pro-Trump mob constituted an insurrection and that Trump had incited it during the Stop the Steal rally and through other actions. During oral arguments on Thursday, the justices appeared sympathetic to Trump's claim that states shouldn't be permitted to enforce the insurrection provision against presidential candidates without explicit authority from Congress. A decision in the Colorado appeal could come before the state's March 5th primary election, but success in that case would provide no benefit to Trump in the immunity appeal, which involves wholly different legal issues. The emergency filing today stems from an early December ruling in which a federal district judge rejected Trump's immunity claims, finding that his former office does not confer a lifelong get-out-of-jail-free pass. Judge Tanya Chutkin paused the proceedings in December, pending Trump's appeal of her ruling. And earlier this month, she called off the scheduled March 4th start of the former president's trial in light of this continuing legal challenge. You know, one point on this, too, which is that if you're going to have a trial, you have to get a jury and you have to make sure that that jury is unbiased and it's something that both sides have to agree on. It's not exactly an easy feat, especially in the District of Columbia, to find jurors who are actually going to be unbiased, who don't really know anything about this case, who don't really know who Donald Trump is. Well, everybody knows who Donald Trump is, obviously. So then you at least have to have jurors who have an open mind. Also not going to be easy. It's going to take some time. You know, I imagine there's going to be a lot of objections by 
the attorneys during that selection of the jurors. The Supreme Court has never been confronted, uh, has never before confronted a former president facing felony charges. But in past cases, presidents including Richard Nixon and Bill Clinton have found the Supreme Court skeptical of claims that the chief executive is categorically exempt from the legal process. Well, let's talk about Clinton for a second. I spent some time on this on Thursday. Clinton's issue came from a civil suit that happened prior to him becoming president, filed by Paula Jones in Arkansas. And the question before the court was, in Clinton v. Jones, whether or not the president would have to address a civil suit that had nothing to do with his job. Nothing to do with him being president and happened before he even got into office. And the Supreme Court said he does. With Nixon, what we're talking about here was the issue of whether or not, you know, Richard Nixon would have the ability to defy Congress when they wanted to get the, the minutes of the of all the recordings from the White House and get the tapes, et cetera, et cetera. And the Supreme Court said, no, you know, under checks and balances and everything else, the, you know, the president of the United States has to comply with Congress in the course of their investigations. I think that was a perfectly reasonable thing as well. And then after Nixon left office, he lost his law license. Clinton left his, lost his law license too. That was something he agreed to. But neither one of them were charged criminally in criminal court. And that's an important point. Trump is the first who's facing criminal charges based on things he did as president of the United States. Now, perhaps Nixon would have. You know, maybe Nixon would have had Gerald Ford not pardoned him. But when President Ford pardoned Richard Nixon to end our long national nightmare, that was off the table. Perhaps Nixon would have been charged and perhaps the Supreme Court would have wrestled with that question then. Who knows? We don't know because obviously that pardon from Ford was absolute for any and all crimes Richard Nixon may have committed against the United States of America. You know, you don't have to be guilty to get a pardon. That is one of those misnomers. You don't have to be found guilty, I should say. Well, in office, Trump, too, was rebuffed on immunity claims. In 2020, a 7-2 court rejected the argument that as president, he could block a New York prosecutor from obtaining Trump's financial records from an accounting firm. Well, yeah, the Supreme Court's argument there was that, again, this was related to his business before he leaves office. At the time, Trump's lawyers said in legal papers that once he leaves office, the president may be subjected to criminal processes but not before then. Well, look, that's also an important point, too, in a different matter entirely, which is this. And that is when the Justice Department put out a memo back in the late 90s regarding Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky, the Justice Department concluded that a president in office could not face criminal charges while he was in office. That that's why there's the impeachment clause. The impeachment clause of the Constitution exists for that reason. But once the president leaves office, he can certainly be subject to criminal charges. But what was never decided was if it was related to his presidency. The assumption at the time was no. The assumption was it would not be related to his presidency because how could you criminally prosecute a president for presidential actions? That's why this particular case is so wholly unique. This is not a question of whether or not you know, Donald Trump did a sexual act with a woman before he became president. It's not about his business dealings before he became president. It's about none of those things. And the question of whether 
criminal charges can be filed against a president while he's in office has been something that the Justice Department has resolved and said, no, it can't. But that was also the understanding that it had nothing to do with his job. Because that's if it had something to do with his job, you'd also have Congress there for that. And Congress would take care of that when it comes to high crimes, bribery, and other high crimes and misdemeanors. So now you have the president leave office. Congress had acquitted Trump of the January 6th riot. And now they're trying to criminally charge him for actions that he undertook as president. His belief being that the actions that I took were part of my official duties. The argument from the special counsel, Jack Smith, of course, is that no, they were not. They were outside of the scope of your job as president. Now, that is something the Supreme Court of the United States is absolutely going to have to resolve. Because, again, how do you make the distinction between something that is the presidency and something that is him acting in, in, in his own personal conduct? Secondly, if you're going to make a distinction on those two things going forward, then does that mean then that, say, Congress can't impeach a president for doing something that is unrelated to his office? I would say no. But these are all the questions the court has to weigh. Like, let's say, for example, a, 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 a president blatantly breaks the law when it comes to, I mean, everybody keeps bringing up murder and all this other stuff. What if it's just about campaign finance laws? You know, as a, as a, as a candidate, he breaks the law, breaks campaign finance laws, steals money, whatever, embezzles money. I would think Congress can handle that in the impeachment clause. I think everybody would agree with that. But I would also argue that when he leaves office, those things are not presidential actions so then those actions could be you could go after a president for that but i don't think you go after a president for say using the military to kill american citizens on foreign soil with drone strikes because whether you agree with barack obama's decision to do it or not he didn't in his capacity as president it'll be a very interesting oral argument when it happens i assume the supreme court's gonna gonna take this case because to just rule the way the district court did you're just asking for the Supreme Court to have to hear this. You're, you're, you're asking for the Supreme Court to have to take this up and then make a, a distinction between when a president is acting as president and when he's not. And Trump's argument was, look, as president, I took care that I, I had took an oath to take care that the law is faithfully executed. And in doing so, I had to make sure that there was not election fraud, that there was the there was there was not they were not stealing the election. It's my job. And I had a and I had a rally and presidents have rallies and presidents tell Congress what to do. And president, I mean, tell people to tell Congress what to do. And presidents try to persuade Congress and all those things, I would argue, would fall under the purview of the presidency. You can disagree with them, but I would still say they're within the actions as president. No different than if a president stands up there and says, march down to Congress and tell them to take away gas stoves. But anyway. I imagine the court will take this up in due time. The question is, will Trump be running against Joe Biden? That is the question. We will tackle that. And what did Senator J.D. Vance mean by the poison pill that could lead to Trump's impeachment in a second term? I'll tell you about that as well in our fourth and final hour. But listen, Emmons Roofing and Siding, my great friends at Emmons, they've done so much work for me over the years, including kitchen and bathroom remodeling. How about a bathroom remodel in a day? One day, bathroom remodeling. You can trust the team at Emmons. They are truly your one-stop shop for all of your home improvement needs. 
And if you've got a shore house, get that roof inspected now because minor, minor problems can lead to very costly repairs when the warm weather hits. Emmons will give you a free inspection. They'll never tell you you need a new roof if you don't, but if you do, you're going to get a lifetime warranty on that roof. Windows, doors, siding, roofing, solar, and bathroom and kitchen remodeling. Emmons does it all. And you can trust them because Matt and Stephanie are dedicated to honesty and great customer service. So trust the team that I've used in my home for over six years, both of our homes. That's Emmons. You can visit their design showroom in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, or go to EmmonsRoofing.com. EmmonsRoofing.com. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 